0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Rangers Today Baseball Podcast. This is episode number 71. Jack Ladders, our guest, but it's also spring training episode one that's going to be coming in here. And spring training this year is brought to you by uh, Premier Properties. Rangers Today's coverage is brought by Premier Properties. Whether you're looking to buy, sell, lease, or have someone uh, lease your property for you, Premier Properties is the place for you. They've been serving DFW for over 30 years. Plus, they manage my property, so I should know. Um, if you have real estate needs, call them at 972-298-4000. That's 972-298-4000. Or you can go to the website. It's swdallasrealty.com. That's SW, like Southwest, dallasrealty.com. Premier Properties, your Main Street Realtor. Big thanks to them. Jeff? You are in Arizona, and you are coming to us from, where are you at?
1: I am at uh, Surprise Stadium. Uh, there's a college baseball tournament going on, so you're going you're gonna to hear some uh, cheers and some PA announcements maybe throughout this, uh, this episode, but um, um, the, the, it's a four-team tournament, Oregon State. Uh, always, always here. This is like surprises at the spring home of the Oregon State Beavers as well as the Texas Rangers and Kansas City Royals. Um, they're playing New Mexico. Minnesota plays UCSB, which is uh, the the college home of, of one Michael Young. So um, anyway, uh, so anyway, all the radio booths are taken. And, and okay. so I'm stuck here in this nice, nice thing suite. I'd rather be in the suite than the than the radio booth, to tell you the truth. Radio booth's real real small, uh, whereas uh, this, I can spread out. And I uh, got plenty of room for, for Jack when he comes on later. So um, I'll, I'll take it. But, yeah, surprise stadium. I'm looking out at the field. Um, would like to show you guys, but I figured it'd be too much of a distraction.
0: Yeah, let's – yeah i i I know exactly where you are as far as up if you're up in the in one of the suites i remember seeing them there the last couple of years but you know we're here now before we get jack on let's talk about some of the big league stuff that's gone on um tell us what this first time we we did go the other night for about an hour and had about 50 50 somewhere around 50 people that came on for a little live show we'll do that again maybe sunday night or something um but uh Let's talk. Uh, what have you seen? Obviously, Grom look good, right? Or what's going on with him? Or he's down for the season? I can't remember. What is it?
1: Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's uh, he's going to be fine, I, I believe. You know, he. Uh, uh, it's Friday. It's the seventeenth. So today was day three of of uh, spring training, and um, you know he was as everybody is, is aware, scratched from his uh, first bullpen session on, on the first day, which would have been Wednesday. Um, he said he had some, some tightness in his left side, uh, something that I think we can all uh, attest to having at some point uh, just we're not, we're not getting paid what he's getting paid to, to get, get major league outs. Um, so the Rangers just said, Nope, we're, you know, the weather was crappy Cold. It had hailed and rained really hard the night before. Just not very good conditions to try to push through something. So they said the heck with it. We're not going to do it. And um, of course, you know, the 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 rate right, the 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 alarms went off in New York and Port St. Lucie, Florida, where the Mets have their spring training, and um, and really they kind of went off here too. And, and in Arlington, I'd would assume. Uh, but talking to him the next day, which was Thursday, um, he's like nothing is wrong. Yeah, you know, he, he said I. I I had my I've had six bullpens. Uh, I felt it a, a little bit while I was warming up at short distance, but at long distance, I don't feel it at all. Uh, but it makes sense. Why? Why? Why on day one would you try to put push through anything? And that goes for anybody. It so, was really
0: cold think, too, yeah. wasn't it?
1: Yeah, it was ice cold. I'm not kidding you. It was terrible. And um, so, anyway, he didn't do anything. And and it looks like this is Friday. By the time this is out. Sunday, hopefully, maybe tomorrow Saturday. Not to put any pressure on Joel, but uh, Sunday he is. Pro- he, there's a good chance he's going to throw. He went through a full upper body workout today and felt no pain. Feels fine. So it, again, it's a minor thing that has been blown up into a, a, a giant thing because he is Jacob Degrom, and he left the he left the New York market for Texas.
0: Yeah, and the and the, the I, I, there was one story, I think Heyman might have wrote it, or the New York Post, and the headline of the story would have read, like, he's out for the season. Already, he's out for the season. And then you read it. It's like, and look, Chris Young said it. DeGrom said it. If this were a start and a game, he'd have made the start. Right. Not even not – even, there wasn't even a question. He would have just made the start. He
1: threw, he threw a bullpen session at home with it. So I yeah. mean, he didn't think it was a big deal, but, no. um, you know, I, maybe in hindsight, maybe the Rangers should have just said, you know what, he's not going to pitch until Saturday. You know, yeah. we, we've got our schedule made out and, and, you know, his turn is Saturday and it could, maybe could have avoided this thing, but, um, anyway, it is what it is. And, and, uh, I think he's going to be just fine. And that this time next week, when we shoot another episode, we'll be talking about what it's like to watch a Jacob DeGrom bullpen session. Yeah.
0: And for y'all that can't tell, I am – this is weird. I am all alone in studio. And Jeff is on the – he's on the Zoom call coming in from Arizona. But it's strange to be in our nice studio here all by myself, so – you know, yeah, I might uh, risky business at later run around with no one here. I don't know what i'll do so 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 nobody's there so let's ask this so have you followed Bochi around since you've been there the last three days? Anybody else stick out to you? Tell me what you've seen so far
1: sure you know i, I did make it a point to watch the manager um he um you because, know, you know he hasn't he hasn't been around for for in the game for three years. And I'd never seen him at a, at a, at a practice, you know, and, and it's, um, it's pretty, pretty in- interesting to see. I mean, he's, you know, he's not barking orders or doing anything like that. He's just observing, but from where he observes is interesting. He, he he's like right as close as you can get to the, the, fur- the furthest, uh, rubber to either side. So he like, he'll stand really close. And he'll he'll watch this group pitch, then he'll mill around and walk around, and then go stand on the other side and watch. So while he's not saying anything, he's saying stuff. I mean, Bruce Bochy standing right there is is an attention getter. Sure, and, uh, you know, I, I wrote a story um, on Cole Wynn today, and the photo I took, um, Bruce Bochy is right behind him, looking at yeah. him. So I mean, he is he is in full watch mode. He is. Trying to take in as much as he can, and um, and you know this first week, leading in even before games, nobody can make the team. Nobody, nobody's being evaluated. They've they've told the pitchers to take it easy. Um, and and while you you know it's a cliche that you you can't make the team on the first day, but you can you can find your way off the team the first day if you hurt yourself. So uh, it's it's guys who are going through their work. Um, no, nobody's been injured. Um, so it, it's, it's, uh, it's good news uh, on that front, but yeah, uh, I, I've, I've tried to, I've tried to watch the manager for sure.
0: Yeah. I tell you what, and for, for the, you know, it's pitchers and catchers there now, but I, you know, I, I was amazed last time just for minor leaguers at that point when you and I went last year, but the way they get out and do their workouts in the morning, guys, you don't realize how many catchers are in this organization. There are a lot of them that get out, that, that are, that are doing work that, that, you know, you, you know, the names, you know, the certain names that, but there are a ton of catchers in the organization that do that. Um, any position payers you see walking around out there yet or doing anything?
1: Sure. Uh, for, uh, they they report Monday the 20th. So uh, that's the day of the or not report, but the, the, the day of the first, workout is the 20th i think they've kind of done away with like the report date thing right it's kind of weird somebody somebody told me I eh, don't really worry about that anymore it's it's just be there on the 20th so anyway uh there are position players here cory seager showed up today uh on fr- friday the the 17th here um josh young has been here bubba thompson has been here josh smith has been here uh i saw uh, dustin harris i've seen justin foscue blaine crim uh, you know the the young guys and the the non-roster guys, John Ornelis, who I, I sorry, I, I didn't mention him. Uh, so there are, there are a lot of young guys here. Veterans, not so much. Mark Mathias, I guess he's a, he's not a veteran. He's a young guy. Uh, no, uh, no Adoles Garcia, no, no Marcus Simeon yet, um, but they, they will be here. No Nate Lowe. Um, but yeah, you know, the catchers of course are here. Huff, uh, Garver, Heim, uh, yeah. as far as being on the 40 man is, is concerned. So, and uh, Leody Tavares also was, was here today. So uh, they'll, they'll start getting into the, the swing of things. The guys were are getting here a couple of days early, getting their bearings straight. Uh, I'd imagine that as you know, Saturday arrives and Sunday arrives, that it, pretty much everybody's here.
0: Okay. All right. Well, I got to ask this because he's in camp. Uh, you alluded to it the other day, but uh, uh, Greg Maddox is there. Run around, yeah, brother. Uh, you wrote about the uh, the the hole in one that happened. That was a great thing that you wrote about. That it, it still ticks I just say MFers is what I say when someone gets a hole in one. I've gotten close so many times and it always end up at least four feet away. I've hit the pin and then end up eight feet away. You know how that goes. But uh, Greg Maddox, any any interaction with him? Has he said anything to you, or does he know you? Oh, he yeah we
1: you know he, he when Mike Maddox was pitching coach for the Rangers the the first time around greg was was actually i believe he was hired as a special assistant and and um he he would come to spring training and um you know the the year of bef- the year he went to the hall of fame was 2014 and uh he was here and i remember being nervous asking him for his phone number so i could do a story later on him uh in in toward toward uh cooperstown uh great you know funny guy they're they're they are really it's really funny dudes and uh you know greg and mike uh they pretty much play golf every day uh af- afterward uh, mike uh, as i wrote it, uh he registered his 10th career hole in one when number 10 it's unbelievable and uh uh greg has six uh, so um it's uh it's crazy uh that somebody would have 10 holes in one you know mike had mike had two in one round once uh during the 2019 playoffs during an off day uh he had two holes in one in the same day and he didn't keep the ball he lost the ball he kept playing with the ball and he ended up losing it i asked him i said well do you have all the balls from from these holes in one he's like no i don't you know i don't know where most of them are he you know he kept playing he played 18 you know the, the hole in one the other day was on 17 he played 18 with it so um <laughs> I guess it's just not a big deal anymore. I would be, you know, I would. I would have it mounted
0: on the wall. See, now I've I've been with two people that have hit hole in ones. One of them was my best friend who sucks at golf, and he hit one right in front of me. And then a woman who was who had never really hardly played before, and uh, it was the second hole. It was a par three, and she hit it into a thing, and it rolled all the way up. It was like about a ninety foot putt. That went all the way up and in, and I was looking at two people that I could beat ten out of ten times on a golf course. Not that I'm any good, and and I've seen two hole in one. So it, you know, MFR is the word that I'm going to use every time someone has ten. That's just not even fair.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, they're good golfers. I mean, they're not lucky and they play a lot. So yeah. Um, but anyway, Greg, Greg has been here. He has been interacting with with the pitchers. Uh, uh, you know, he he was talking to Luke. Sorry, Lucas Jacobson, who was in, in camp on a, on a minor league uh, deal and uh, just kind of pulled him aside and had noticed that he throws a sinker. And, and Greg was like, well, have you ever thought about throwing it inside? And Lucas was like, I just don't know if I can do that. And so apparently Greg, according to Lucas, Greg took him right through how to throw it, gave him some tips on how to turn his body and all this stuff. So, uh, you know, everybody talks about, has talked about leading up to it, how Greg would help rangers fielders uh because you know he won 18 gold gloves um but um he he can help in a lot of other ways not only did he win 18 gold gloves he won 354 games so i think that uh, uh there's a lot of knowledge for him to, to pass around and um you know you, you see these guys uh, the their energy is different you know they're 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 funny guys they like to keep things loose uh, they'll be serious when they have to but yeah um, i think you know you're just talking to the guys. They're, they're really enjoying having Mike as the pitching coach and then Greg, Greg here for, I don't know, probably about 15 more days.
0: Yeah, well, you know, and, and I, I, Greg, Greg had one of the best uh, lines, and I said it the other night. It's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. He was doing an interview, and someone was asking, it was a little group of pitchers, and they said, who's the easiest guy you ever faced? And Greg Paddock said <laughs> that, that it was Barry Bonds. And he goes, Barry Bonds, no no question. And they were like Bonds. He goes, "Yeah, if he there was nobody on base, I'd just walk him." <laughs> That's and I mean, I'm sorry, but that good pitchers aren't worried about perfect games like that. I mean, his 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 thing was to last.
1: And uh, yeah, well, you know, he never he never threw a no hitter. He threw a bunch of one hitters. Yeah, um, he he threw one that I remember against the Astros. The only the only hit was a Jeff Bagwell home run. Um, you know, I saw him pitch a game and. In, uh, in Mile High Stadium, not Coors Field. This is before the Rockies had moved into their stadium as the last year, Mile High. Yeah. And uh, he gave up, at altitude, in a complete game shutout, he gave up two infield singles.
0: Oh, my it was Like
1: the is one of the best games I've ever seen pitched. And so um, the guy knows what he's doing.
0: And, and, you know. Through 88 miles an hour.
1: Mike's career gets really overlooked. Mike yeah. pitched in the major leagues for a long damn time.
0: Like fourteen Michael's, years. Right? Michael's
1: a good pitcher. Michael's a good relief pitcher, and uh, teams wanted him, and and uh, with good reason. He and he he pitched a long time,
0: and that's how he's kept in the game. He's been a he- hell of a pitching coach too.
1: Yeah, very good. You know, he's young winners and uh, uh, World Series appearances, playoff appearances. I mean, the the guy knows what he's doing. So you know, we talked we talked about Bruce Bochy just a minute ago. That's a big deal. Mike Maddox is a very big deal, I, yeah. I, and I think the two of them together are gonna are gonna be on the same page pretty much all the time, and that's gonna help the, the that's gonna help the pitching staff too.
0: Have they named an actual hitting coach, or what is it? Is it Ecker? I mean, I, I well, Tim Hires has always has
1: been the hitting coach. You know, Donnie Ecker is um, bench coach slash offensive coordinator,
0: and Venables he is there a lot
1: too. Of, he, huh?
0: Venables is there too, right?
1: Will Venable is here. He's the associate manager. So, basically, he's going to handle most of the bench coach duties. Donnie will have some, but he focuses on the hitting a lot during the game. I think Corey Ragsdale and Bobby Wilson will do some things, too. Um, but it's it's uh, offense coordinator Donnie Ecker, hitting coach Tim Hires. Okay. And, uh, you know, th- Tim, when the Rangers hired him away from Boston, a very successful hitting coach in his own right. So, uh, there's a there's – a, you know, the offense was really good last year. It, it really was. It, it just needed yeah. to be a little bit better against the, the, the really good teams.
0: Well, that'll be interesting to watch as those players come in and they start full workouts. When do you get back?
1: Uh, I will be back a week from today, uh, the 24th. Uh, I think, I think, um, you know, if everything goes right, maybe we can do another show while I'm here kind of sure. in this format and then, uh, figure out what to do while we're in, uh, while I'm back and then we'll, uh, we'll be do set up for one. our trip. Yeah. We'll do another one when we get here. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's spring training. It, it's great. You know, I've, I've said it a lot. I love spring training. Uh, it's just, uh, you know, I, it was the fan, it was the family vacation every year from fourth grade until my senior year. Of high I coming from Colorado where we didn't have baseball at the time as before the Rockies existed. We had, we had WGN and, and, we're Cubs fans and we had TBS and we're, we're brave fans and never made it over to Florida for spring training. Cause we could drive, drive to, to Arizona a little easier than we could drive to, sure. to to Florida. But, um, I just, I just love it here. The weather has been a little bit chilly, but it's going to be great this weekend. And, um, you know, this is, a, this to me, this is, this is the, the best time of the year. I, I, I guess I'm like a NASCAR scheduled. My super bowl, my super bowl is the, is the first part of the season, but, um, <laughs> this is uh this is a a really good time and i I can't encourage people enough to come out here i mean it's it's just great
0: me neither i I'm, like I said, and we'll be out there the 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 eighth through thirteenth We'd love to meet all of you that go uh you know point out and do that and maybe even have a beer who knows afterwards when we go out to go go have a beer with some of you guys but listen right now though what we need to do is take a break and bring Jack lighter on right after this anything else before I do that?
1: No, let's, uh, let's get Jack in here and uh, uh, pick his brain, see, what, see what's going on in, in his world, and then um, get him out of here and then and, and, and go down to the bus leagues and, and put a wrap on this one.
0: Put a wrap on it. All right, guys, we'll be back right after this with Jack Lauder. Rangers Today spring training coverage is brought to you by Premier Properties. Whether you're buying, selling, leasing, or have someone manage your real estate, Premier Properties is the place for you. They've been serving the DFW area for over 30 years, plus they manage my property, so I should know. If you have any real estate needs, call them at 972-298-4000. That's 972 298 Or go to swdallasrealty.com. That's SW, like Southwest, dallasrealty.com. That's Premier Properties, your Main Street Realtor. Alright guys, and joining us right now from Arizona. He's sitting with uh Jeff Wilson up there uh in, in surprise right now. It's Texas Rangers right handed pitcher Jack Glider. He's already been a friend of the show before, but now we got him here in person. Jack, what's going on, bud?
2: How's it going? Thanks for having me again.
1: Yeah, um it's all good. We're we're sitting here, you know, this is sweet one, like I was saying earlier and, and um it It is pretty nice. It's a, it's a good view, and uh, we're watching uh, a, an upset in the making here at the College Baseball Classic is New Mexico is putting it to Oregon State. So, um, you know, big college baseball fan over here right now, TCU and Vanderbilt are playing each other at, at Globe Life Field. So uh, Jack and I have
2: uh, not wagered on that yet, but I don't know that we will.
0: <laughs> How are the Vandy boys playing.
2: doing? I – I haven't been able to check the score yet, but uh, the team overall looks really good this year, so I'm excited to see it.
1: Yeah, tell you, You're talking about the center fielder. I've already forgotten his name, but you think huh. he's like a top-ten guy.
2: Yeah, Enrique Enrique Bradfield Jr. Um, I think he's been destined to be a top guy since he got on campus two years ago, but uh, that was my last year was his freshman year, and uh, that year playing SEC baseball, I could pretty much tell you know, who the top couple picks were going to be just around the league, and he was definitely one of them. Yeah, Uh, and like you said,
1: you know, the Rangers there at number four, maybe he moves up, maybe they get a center fielder, you know, they can never have enough guys up the middle. At least that's, I think that's what they say. You can't ever have enough Vanderbilt guys.
0: That's right. That'd (laughs) be three years here. That'd be pretty
1: pretty unprecedented. What, um, how was today? You
2: had your, you you did throw, correct. Yeah. How was, how was bullpen number two of spring camp? It was good. Yeah. I got out here last Wednesday and then through one Friday, through one Monday, Wednesday, Friday this week. So, um we've been able to touch the mound a lot and uh it feels good. I feel like it was a super productive off-season and I'm excited to, you know, see how things stack up.
1: All right, what made the off-season productive? What what did you take from last season that you wanted to work on and 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 put to work
2: this off-season? Yeah, for me, it was a lot of the little things. I've always just um I've always been a worker and and I think at times that can kind of come back and bite me a little bit, and um, can try to overdo things and do too much at times. And I think that's sort of the story of last year and um, first professional season. And obviously, uh, there's adjustments for everybody, but um, that's kind of the main takeaway. And there were certain things in my in my routine in terms of just like the meals I was eating and things like that that I that I'm looking into and adjusting and. Um, I really feel good about the preparation and and uh, sort of how this off season went and kind of uh, split it up into uh, into sections I guess this off season and the first part of the off season was was uh, just a focus on my body and uh, that was some dietary stuff and um, in the weight room I was able to really get after it and and put on some weight and some muscle. And that was huge for me. And then after that, it was it was mechanical. There were some mechanical things that I look back to, you know, when I was when I was at my best and then when I wasn't at my best and sort of uh, those kind of adjustments. And that was that was a big focus. And then obviously towards the end of the offseason, it's getting ready to go and um, honing in the pitches, honing in the command and. And everything that comes with it, so I think overall it was a super efficient and productive off season so wh- how how does diet help a pitcher well i think it's that part's pretty simple in terms of uh, last year, I left spring tra- training at about two hundred and five pounds, which is a good weight for me, and um at the end of the season, I was about 192 pounds, I think, okay. when I got to Vanderbilt. So it was well over 10 pounds, maybe 13, 15 pounds that I lost throughout the season, and that all has to do with, you know, sleep schedule, dietary stuff, and and um, <clears throat> it's not a huge adjustment, but those little adjustments. Same with the mechanics. There's no huge adjustments being made, but those little adjustments make make all the difference. So are you eating more? Do you need to eat more? Yeah. I always need to eat. I always need to eat more. My, my sisters joke around, like you're so lucky. Like you don't, if you don't eat like an absurd amount, you're losing weight. And we would love that problem. Like as you know, yeah, as my but, uh, but yeah, that's, that's the problem that I've always had is, uh, my best weight from a pitching standpoint is probably a little bit heavier than what my body just naturally sits at. Mm-hmm. So I have to kind of over consume calories and, and, uh, Especially with the active lifestyle we live. Well, they've got to be good calories. You can't eat like a gallon of ice cream. No, no. But (laughs) I mean, yeah. I can. You you can, but
1: you're not going to look like him. (laughs) No, of course not. (laughs) So, looking back at your season, now that it's over, now that it's six months over, um, What's your what, what What are the positives you take out of that? I mean, you you made every start except mm-hmm. for maybe a one during that little stretch there. Um, yeah, but that wasn't injury. They just held it. their stuff was good. So what 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 positives do you get out of last season?
2: Um, again, I think just like the learning experiences, those kind of add up in your baseball career. And um, pretty much everyone that I you know think of as close close to me and, um, people whose opinions I really care about, they all said in the moment, you know, this is, this is good for you. Everybody struggles. Those are the moments where you learn the most. You don't learn the most from, you know, the dominating months or seasons. And, uh, in the moment, you don't want to hear that it's just continuing. It's just continuing to work and, uh, work out the kinks and try to figure it out. But as you settle down in the off season and you get to work, you can kind of look back and, and think to those, to those moments and. It is it is good in the long run. Um, But yeah, in terms of the individual positives, I think I think health was one. That's something that you work through in your first professional season. Um, You kind of hit that wall at the end of what would have been the college season about, you know, whatever it is, 18 starts in and then you realize you're not even halfway done yet or whatever it is. So it's, it's an adjustment in terms of, again, just routine. And, and, um, that, that, um, side of the mindset, I guess, um, is an adjustment and it was all learning. So right. I think that's, that's a huge positive.
1: So, and, and you had the leadership deal that they had at, at Globe Life, um, Field, I almost said park, which is now Choctaw Stadium. So I'm all these stadium names, but you said keep it simple. Is that is that the focus this year?
2: Yeah, I think everything kind of comes along when I keep it simple. Um, that was the mechanical adjustment, really, was just simplifying everything, condensing it, and making it more efficient. And at times I kind of overdid things and got, you know, overstriding. My arm path got a little longer, just trying to do more. And that isn't my recipe for success it might work for some people but for me when i when i think less is more actually more does really happen <laughs> and the stuff takes back up and you know the the velocity might have been there last year but the shape on my fastball was kind of different than what i like to see and now this off season with the those small mechanical adjustments it it's um it's it's come back and and i'm happy to see that the no, the no. We talked a couple of times during the season. I went out to Frisco a couple of times, but
1: one one at one point when we spoke it was via text and you were on an airplane and it was after the Rangers had made their first round pick in the mm-hmm. draft your 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 good friend kamar rocker uh
2: how much did that fire you up? It seemed like uh, like that seemed like a big deal for you yeah that's i mean that's a huge deal obviously someone that um we competed together and had a lot of success together um that's an exciting thing for both of us mm-hmm. new organizations um you know coming in last year i obviously didn't know anybody so that was like a bit of an overwhelming um experience in terms of just coming into a spring training as as the uh you know and a high draft pick from the year before it's kind of like everybody knows your face and your name but you're kind of trying to get to know everybody as quick as you can and uh having familiar faces is always great and Obviously, coming into spring this year, there were a lot more familiar faces to me. But I think to him, to have you know a former teammate, and then he had the fall league, so um, I think he's settling in well.
1: What what kind of we I, we all seen the highlights of him from college and everything. Just how what what is the stuff like? I mean, what how it, it just seems like it's a a big presence on the mound, and he wants to destroy you.
2: Yeah, I think it all <laughs> I think it all boils down to just being a competitor. And um, I think anyone can learn from, from watching him compete just because of that. Um, I would say the style of pitching is, is always evolving. I think it's different now than it was in college. Um, I don't remember him having a sinker like he has now. And he has a really good one now and a change up that he really loves. So it's a, uh, you know, it's, it's a different style, but the same competitor. And that's, that's really cool. And, He's super confident up there. So it's fun to watch. All right. Yeah. Because, of, because of the lockout last year, you,
1: you were like invited to big league spring training, but it never happened because you guys had to get on your, get on your, your March to the season. So now you are in the clubhouse. I know it's only
2: been a few days, but so far, what is that? What is that experience like uh, for you? Yeah, it's, it's uh it's an awesome, awesome experience being in being in big league camp, just for these few days, everybody's been, everybody's been so nice from the staff to the players, and um, I think they do a really good job, you know, making the young guys feel welcome, and and um, it's it's sort of special, and you can kind of see that everybody everybody in the organization from the top down, now you see it from the top, but you've seen it from the minor league levels, um, that everybody has that vision of, of winning and winning soon, and, and hopefully winning a lot for a long time, so it's, uh, it's pretty clear, everybody watching everybody go about their business and kind of, you know, compete just in bullpens, I think is, is a special experience. So as, as a guy who's an up and coming prospect and the, the number
1: two overall pick in the draft two years ago, um, what do you, what do you think when the Rangers signed Jacob deGrom, Andrew Heaney, Nathan Navaldi?
2: I think that's awesome. I, I think, uh, I think anyone who thinks otherwise is just thinking wrong because, um, Obviously, everybody has their own self-confidence and and, uh, you know, you just have to do what you need to do. And uh, that's like we talked about this off season, kind of keeping it in in segments and and uh, one day at a time, just trying to get better. And and your own self-confidence tells you, you know, once you get to the point where you want to be and continue to improve from there nobody's better. So, um, it's, it's pretty awesome to have the organization surrounding these extremely experienced, um, really, really talented big league pitchers coming in and, and, uh, just watching them work is awesome. I mean, Jacob Grom is, the,
1: he might be the best pitcher in the world. Yeah. <laughs> I I'm guessing you watched him mm-hmm. in college and in high school. I mean, right there, you know, in New Jersey and he was pitching the, for the, for the Mets. So, uh, or have, have you had a chance
2: to talk to him yet or do you want it anything you want to bounce off of him yeah i think the number one thing with with a guy like that who you know when it's all said it done could be in the conversation for the best pitcher of all time um is is just just watching and just listening to what he has to say seeing him walk around the clubhouse and uh eventually once he gets going and seeing his routine and just the way he goes about things, it's always cool to watch somebody that successful um, just go about their business and see what they do, maybe a little bit differently than others, and how they approach things, how they think of things. Just casual conversations, casual baseball talk. Um, I've had the chance to, you know, talk to him a little bit, and he's he's a super nice guy from from what I've gathered, and and uh, I'm excited to, you know, just observe. I think he's gonna really flourish in this in this
1: media market you know cuz he he talked to the media the other day and uh you know there were four of us and i was like if you were still with the mets how many people would be around you and he was like a lot more than this i just think you know and <laughs> even this little injury that he had um you know the new york media took it and ran with it yeah so i mean i just think it's going to i think it does everybody a little bit of good not that he couldn't hack it cuz obviously he won two cy youngs with the mets but I think it's a big load off, but that's just me. We'll see. Uh, All right. So you know how this goes. I I ask you the the mind bending baseball questions and then John here mixes it up with fun (laughs) stuff. So it's time for the fun stuff. John, let's go.
0: Okay, yeah. I mean I'm the guy that broke the peanut butter story. Are you kidding me? He had to receive some crap on that one. <laughs> they were laughing at that one. In fact, your mom and your mom and sisters talked to me when your first start, they I sat over by them and I didn't realize that was them. Well, I knew your dad was there and they were they, they had heard that and they said, Oh yeah, as a kid he would we couldn't get him to you know anyway, we'll go from there. I wanna go. This last year you spent the entire season in Frisco. I like to have fun with talking about your teammates and you get to tell me which one is this and that. So what teammate like Last year was was basically the funniest guy in the clubhouse. Who was cracking you up?
2: Um, we had some we had some good personalities in that clubhouse. Um, I think Tim Brennan is is a really funny guy. Uh, Jonathan Cornelis <laughs> has a has a really good outgoing personality, and uh, he was one of my roommates, so I spent a lot of time with him. But honestly, the list can go on. Everybody had some really good personalities with some some good uh, good humor. What did Blaine Krim say Ornellis's nickname is? Juicy? Is, is that, like- that right? Yeah, Juice, I think. Juice? <laughs> <don't know. laughs> I don't know. He might have given that him, himself.
0: He's got some flow, man. i would tell you. Okay, who, who who's the best dressed? Who's, who, who's the sharp one?
2: If we're talking shoes, I got to stay with Ornelis. Um I actually, I'm not, I don't consider myself a very stylish person, and uh there was one point where he was like, "You got to step up your shoe game," and I was like, "You know, I'll wow. give I'll give you a budget and you <laughs> you pick me out some shoes that are cool." So he actually helped me out. So I would I would have to say him. All know? right. All right. That is no, the aph- athleisure
1: wear. Like you, you're kind of dressed nice and casual here. That's the way to go. I don't mm-hmm. I don't want to dress. Oh nice. my gosh! i have no desire for that.
0: Yeah, you got to be way more comfortable. I I don't blame you. I mean, you've just gone out there and exerted a lot of calories, man. You need to be comfortable at the end of the game. All right, who's got? uh, All right, if you if you had to get in a street fight, something happened. Who's the guy you want standing next to you? Who's got your back?
1: Twenty twenty two teammates.
0: Yes. Oh, you can talk about someone now if they scare you.
2: It's tough to pick just one, but I think I think Watley's a good one. Watley would I think Watley would throw himself at somebody. Uh, he always <laughs> said he always said if anybody tried to charge the out, he wouldn't get there. So I
1: think that's pretty cool. He is Matt Watley, by the way. His wife had a had a had a baby. Uh, he's not in camp, so congratulations to Watleys.
0: Oh man, that's great. Watley's very
1: popular. better, yeah. yeah.
0: He's very popular too. I've always liked Matt. He's a good guy. And pitchers love him. So oh, yeah. Hey, so who's the – was there a prankster on the team that was doing a lot of pranks, anybody that was a big prankster?
2: Not that I can think of. Maybe just some, like, childish kind of things, but there was nothing that stuck out to, like, that guy was a prankster.
0: So there wasn't, like, a big prank, you remember, anything that was funny or – No, not (laughs) that I can think of. Or that he can say. Maybe he can't say it. That's right. (laughs) All right, we'll get a couple of more just for fun. So anything you're binge watching right now? You you do Netflix or any of that? Anything you're binge watching? Yeah,
2: I'm watching uh The Last of Us, which uh comes out once a week. Um How is that? I I've been actually interested in that. Is that good? It, yeah, it's a cool concept and uh kind of creepy because it's somewhat seems like not that level, but something like it could be could be uh a possibility in the future which is a little bit creepy to think about but it's like I a think, virus right or, yeah it's a like virus. a virus that kind of it's it's sort of like zombies but it's mainly just like this virus that adapted and can live in humans um but i don't know i like i like those like kinds of serious shows breaking bad was one of my favorites mm-hmm. game of thrones oh, yeah. was uh, my favorite and i'm honestly looking for something like that so the wire recommendations the wire the Wire. Uh, it's so you would good.
0: love. You would lo- if you loved Breaking Bad. You'll love The Wire. Okay. I'll yeah. It's on. Uh, yeah. It's in on HBO.
1: HBO. HBO. Yeah. I mean, it's it's an older series, but it was. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You laugh guess. at
0: the you laugh at the cell phones and stuff that are older, yeah,
1: and, but. and they still have like pay phones. You was know, <laughs> the last
0: time you saw a pay phone?
1: But anyway, it's great.
0: Yeah, The Wire is really good. What's um,
1: the name? Idris Elba. He's in it. Um, a young Michael B. Jordan is in it. Believe really? it. Yeah,
2: he gets wiped, yeah. But. yeah, I'm always open to new show recommendations. There you go.
0: Hey, so it. besides Frisco, last year in the Texas League, uh, what was in Double What was your favorite place to play? What, what who, who had a really nice one?
2: I really liked Springfield. Um, their mound just felt like. Oh, I lost I you, guys. You guys. You're, 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 did you, you hit me? I
0: didn't hit shit. Are, are you there? Yeah. yeah. He's right here. Uh-huh. He I found this on the web for Massage Frisco last year in the Texas League. What was it in the What was your favorite? It's reading. It's, reading. it's doing something. Depressing. Okay, there it is. It's gone. Is that it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happened. Did I hit something? Okay, so let's go back to that. Um, what, what was your favorite place to play on the road?
2: Um, Springfield. Springfield was my favorite. The mound just felt like a big league mound. I love the places on the road where we could walk to the, uh, to the park instead of take a bus. And that was one of them. And uh, the little town around it was, was pretty cool, too. Yeah, yes, uh, we, had, nice.
1: we had Blaine Krim on, uh, and he said Amarillo. I'd imagine that Amarillo was the place you hated the most.
2: Yeah, Amarillo. <laughs> Pitchers don't love Amarillo. It's a cool park, like, cool environment. The crowd gets into it. But, uh, yeah, the weather there and the, the way the ball flies, it's, it's another level there.
1: Are you a, do you know what a sod poodle is? No. It's a prairie dog, or a ground dog. A prairie dog. Yeah, or, or they're synonymous.
0: Yeah, they're the same. They're a yeah,
1: prairie, dog, they, prairie dog.
0: They run around that area, too. I've got, my family's got farmland out that way. All right, last one. We're going to let you get out of here, man. We can't thank you enough for breaking, uh, step, sitting down with us. Um, on, on a day you're pitching, so normally a start's going to be somewhere around 7, 7.05, maybe 7.30, depending on where you are. What is your routine? Uh, when you get up, what time are you getting up? What are you eating? What time are you get to the park? What's your routine on, on the day you're starting?
2: Yeah, so I mean, rest is obviously huge. Uh, last year, I would I would sleep late. Um, last year, the whole night game thing was pretty new to me mm. because back in college, Kumar was pitching on the Fridays and Saturdays. Usually, because of TV stuff, we were 11 a.m. or one or uh, 1 p.m. Mm. And um, so it's a lot of time in the day. You know, you you just want to get going. You want <laughs> you want to get there. Yeah. And, and uh, do your thing. So um, I would sleep a lot of the day. So I would sleep in, but I think, like I said earlier, this is um, that's going to be a little bit of an adjustment this year. I'm going to try to get up and get a meal in me and then then maybe get back to resting a little bit. But um, up until then, you you could watch some video on the other hitters. And then besides that, it's really just, you know, keep your mind busy, watch a movie, go for a walk, whatever it is. Um, Go out to eat breakfast, lunch, brunch, whatever it is. And then, um, yeah, and then you get to the park and that's about whatever it might be three hours before, um, first pitch and you sort of go through, uh, I don't don't want to bore you with the details of all my stretches and that part of the routine, but, but you, yeah, you roll out and then you, you get into your stretches and, uh, maybe jump in the hot tub and just, um, stay loose and then get ready to go for seven Oh five first pitch.
1: So you, you hit a roller, You, you, you will roll
2: I'll roll out. Um, you know, it's just like sort of a mindless thing to yeah. to loosen up loosen up the muscles. I don't like live or die by it, but but that, and then into some some static stretching, and then you get going as it gets closer to game time, and then and you have your uh, your weighted balls, I do a little body blade, and you have your bands, and mm-hmm. then and then some sprints, some skips that I do, little um, like jumps just to wake up the central nervous system, and then you're ready to go. You play catch and get off the mound.
1: Do you stretch like your legs more than anything? I mean, I'm sure
2: your arm gets a lot of attention, but. Yeah, definitely a lot of legs. And uh, yeah, actually the timing of it is something that another small adjustment that I'm looking into this year. um, I've always just been a quick mover before the game. And I think spreading it out a little more. I talked to my cousin about that. Who's uh, he's with the Cubs, um, also a pitcher, Mark Leiter, Jr. (laughs) Um, And he just went through his routine and it's it's more spread out. I like to, typically in the past, i have liked to squeeze that in. But I'm looking for ways to, you know, be be more on point for my first inning from the first pitch because first inning last year was um, was one of the one of the things that I flagged down is what I want to be better at this year.
0: All right, yeah, hey, Jeff, you got you got anything else?
1: or are we gonna? I didn't ask this earlier, but the, the Maddoxes are, are in camp. Have you had a, what? What is it like working with Mike and then knowing that? Uh, a, a hall of famer is right there. Somebody your dad can beat it against.
2: What is that like? No, it's awesome. Um, I mean, the respect that all the guys in that clubhouse have for them is is obviously as high as you can get. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's awesome, and their sense of humor has been been pretty uh, obvious too, which is which is really cool. Uh, Greg Maddox, as I was getting on the mound today, he said, uh, "Hey, next time you talk to your dad, tell him I didn't say hi." <laughs> Um, but no, it, to have that, like that bank of, you know, knowledge to hopefully get something from is, is awesome.
1: Mike made his 10th hole in one the other day. And, uh, yeah, and, mentioned that. and I'm sure I'd be telling everybody too. Greg has six. So the one, the one area where Mike has outperformed his brother That's is, crazy. is in holes in ones, but 16, ten yeah, ones. 10. Yeah, he just hit it the other day at uh I guess Sterling Grove.
2: That's ridiculous. That's right. <laughs> Combined gold
1: gloves, eighteen, all won by Greg. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. let's get
0: right. well, yeah, him out of here. Yeah, man. Hey, Jack, thanks again. This is the second time to come on. It's so much fun having you on here. Uh good luck this season. We'll probably see you around there. I'll be Jack, uh I'll be back out there in March, so we'll come out and say hi. But uh really appreciate you stopping down and coming on.
2: Thank you. I appreciate it.
0: All right, that's Jack Lauder, right-handed pitcher for the Texas Rangers. When we come back, we're going to go down on the bus lane, guys. Thanks to Jack Lider for stopping down and talking with us. It was nice of him to come in there and talk. So Jeff, now it is time to go down in the bus leagues. So let's go down in the bus leagues and talk about. Tell me some of the guys you've, you've been. You've been around here now for three or four days. There are minor leaguers, not the position players, haven't necessarily reported, but I know you're seeing a lot of guys there. Who do you want to talk about?
1: Well, there there are a lot of position players here. Uh, the the guys who are either non roster invitees or who are on the 40-man roster. For example, uh, Dustin Harris is here. Um, uh, Justin Foskew is here. Uh, Jonathan Ornelas, who lives 15 minutes away, is here. So uh, there's, a, there's a, a a growing group uh, of guys who are who are here. It, that's just in a big league clubhouse. I've seen Davis Wenzel and Chris Cease and a, a, a good chunk of young uh, minor league position players who are in camp. And there are some minor league pitchers who are in camp, too. Um, you know, Mitch Bratt, who is pitching for Team Canada, is here. Uh, Dane Acker is here. So it's, it's a good group of, of guys who are not in, in Major League camp. Uh, now, on the, on the Major League camp side, you know, you, we've seen them all pitch. Uh, as Jack said, that was his second uh, bullpen today. Um day. So there, it's, it's, a, it's a group of guys that are, are going to be the guys who you got to keep an eye on. You know, uh, Jack, Kumar Rocker. Uh, Zach Kent, Cole Wynn, who I wrote about uh, in Friday on the Farm today. Um, and the list goes on and on. Uh, you know, And, and then there, there's some relievers, Mark Church and our Chase Lee. Mark Church, I told him he's got to come on the podcast. He's a great personality, 21-year-old kid. Um, it was just really fun to talk to there in the clubhouse. So Who's got uh, some stuff. He's all for it. He's all for it. And uh, it was pretty interesting talking to Nate Evaldi the other day. He, he really – has seen the talent that these guys have. And he mentioned Mark church by name. And he, but he, he said that he and John Gray and Andrew Heaney were standing around watching these guys throw the other day. And, and uh, Evaldi said, it's a good thing we're established because these guys are really, really good.
0: (laughs) That's good news to hear right there. That's for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's, it's really good news. And, you know, if, if a guy who's won a world series, uh, can can see the talent, then then I think that's a a pretty good pretty good assessment right there.
0: Well, here's a question. You know, you, you said that you, uh, Mitch Bratt was there, and people. Now, I, I th- this is going to be a question for me too that I didn't know. When they say pitchers and catchers report, uh, that that was who was reporting this week? Pitchers and catchers. I thought it was throughout the organization. It's only the big league pitchers and catchers that are supposed to report.
1: That's right. Um. Now, okay. I mean, you know when, when the way the way that cactus leagues games work, there will be minor leaguers who are here ahead of the start of fall camp, or I'm sorry, of sp- their their spring camp, uh, which starts May 7th, I believe. March you oh, mean? March 7th. March. What am I saying? May, March, whatever. <laughs> I've got spring fever, I guess. But yeah, uh, yeah. So March, March 6th or March 7th, uh, right before you and I get here, John, and um, and then they'll go through interleague interleague games, but. There are guys who are here to serve as uh, JICs, which stands for just in case, just in case players who who come into games early in Cactus League. You know, the starters aren't going to go the starting lineup, the batting lineup. They're not going to play more than three innings. Right. uh, Pitchers, the pitchers are only going to go an inning, maybe two at the most. And so as they get eliminated, as you run through pitchers or as they hit their pitch count and you need somebody to come in to finish the inning, that's where a jit comes in. So at the end of these games, the last couple innings, it's going to be guys who you've heard of, but they're they're not guys that that fans come to see. You know, they're they're the guys who are in double A and triple A and even uh, even lower than that last year. So um, there's there's going to be a a good number of them here. But, um, you know, by the time by the time minor league camp rolls around there's going to be around 185 players between the two camps so it's going to be pretty intense
0: and guys look what we've said it over and over and if you're watching this if you guys can do anything you want to go out and see some of these guys go to spring training it's such a great time to do that uh, again we're going to be out there march 8th through the 13th uh, jeff and i'll be rolling around there would love to meet you doing that hey you're gonna to have to message us and let us know you're there um, because uh, you know we we'll try to find you, but we we do want to see you. That's for sure. So uh, uh, let us know, Jeff. Any anybody else before we get out of here um, that you wanted to talk about? They they're just now kind of getting going. There there were no games. There were no anything happening right now. But bes- besides Jack, who we had on to talk, anything before we go?
1: Well, I think I think we we'd be remiss if we didn't mention that uh, left hander Avery Avery Weems, uh underwent Tommy John surgery um, this week yeah. and. Um, did in Arlington. And from, from what I understand, you know, the Rangers had a, a pitching mini camp in January and it was around that time when Avery's elbow started to bark. And, um, you know, it, it apparently was a pretty cut and dried situation. It wasn't, it wasn't like a TK Roby where there was an opportunity to maybe try to, to rehab it, you know, right. rest and rehab this, this seemed apparently pretty, pretty much a no brainer. So, so surgery, be- it's, it's too bad because he was, he was a non-roster invitee. He, he was at double a last season. Uh, you're not sure if he was going to start or be a reliever, uh, but he, he was a guy that the Rangers wanted to see in, in this situation. So unfortunate, but he'll probably be back by next May or June. Um, but he's he, got a long road ahead of him.
0: Is he around there? Have you seen him?
1: He's not, uh, you know, he just had the surgery the other day and, um, T- typically, they, they will dive into the rehab pretty quick. I, w- I would expect that he's here at some point this spring uh, when they transition into the um, you know, the monotony of it all. And uh, he'll, he'll have on a red shirt. And uh, I doubt he'll even be on the field, though, because he'll still be probably uh, you know, in that giant arm brace that, that those Tommy John guys have. So uh, unfortunate. You know, we talked to him last year. Uh, super nice guy. Very conversational um and um again you know he was he had a spot in camp and uh was going to get some pretty good experience
0: yeah that was tough to hear a friend of the show also so uh just yeah. just really tough to hear we hate to hear that on anybody but avery you know we're here we'll we'll you know anytime during that or you want to come down and just shoot the you know what we'll do it with you for sure because uh <laughs> Uh, certainly, I'll do that. It's it's tough to see that, but we know every uh, there's good, always some good luck come out of this. Hopefully, and and uh, when, when you come out of it, well, is that it? Are we are we done? Yeah, that's it.
1: Yeah, you know, um, i have not any games yet. Those will those will start on the on the 24th, um, and when when you know you'll see you'll see everybody in camp at some point uh, get get to do something, and um, you know, so it's a uh, it's, it's about to be an, a, an exciting time. You know, I, think, I think it's, you know, by the time uh, our next episode airs, uh, you know, full Major League Camp will have started and sure. um, all the guys will be here and, and uh, it'll, it'll be hopefully a, 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 quick, a quick five or six weeks to get to opening day.
0: Well, like we said, guys, at the beginning of the show, this is the uh, Premier Property Spring Training Edition that's going to be going on from here on out. Well, I'll just touch on it real quick. Remember, spring training, I read the whole thing at the beginning of the show. If you want to get in touch, you have any real estate needs, whether it's buying, selling, leasing, or you just need somebody to manage your property for you, it's swdallasrealty.com. That's SW, like Southwest, dallasrealty.com. Or you can call them at 972 298 4000 Again, thanks to Premier Properties for sponsoring this. Jeff from the first spring training edition, they're in spring training. And guys, until next time, we'll see you at the yard. Roxo Media House.